Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Can I come to your house? Hi everyone, this is my first post here as a longtime lurker, and while I have many fun stories from my job as a sysadmin, this one is the most recent and one of the most brazen requests I've ever received. I work a typical 8am to 4.30pm Monday through Friday on site. However, thanks to being the only sysadmin at my company and being salaried, I'm able to have some flexibility with my schedule, which includes me occasionally working from home if the circumstances is right. As you may have guessed by now, the question in the title was asked on one such day I was working from home. It was a really slow Friday afternoon and I was very much looking forward to the day being over and the weekend. I wasn't receiving many calls or tickets, so I was trying to fill my time with whatever random projects needed some attention. Suddenly I get a frantic call from a maintenance worker from my company who was borrowing someone else's phone. I will refer to them as MW. Me. Hello, this is Denry Foof. MW. Hey Denry Foof, I'm having an issue with my phone. My screen is blacked out. I can't see anything and I'm expecting a phone call in a few minutes. I need your help. Me. Okay, so has the phone been damaged or anything? Is the screen broken? MW. No, it's been in my pocket all day. It must have gotten messed up in my pocket. Let me get it out and tell you what I see. Brief pause. Okay, I can just barely see what's on my screen. It's all dark, like how it looks when the sun is shining on the screen. Me. Begins to realize what's going on. Okay. Sounds like your brightness has gotten turned down. What kind of phone do you have again? MW. It's whatever this Samsung you ordered for us was. I handle the purchasing and management of users' phones through our carrier at my job. Me. Okay, so I'll have you try and find as much shade or darkness as you can so you can see a little better, or try cupping your hand over the phone. Once you can see the screen a bit, slide your finger down from the top of the screen. Cue me trying to help the user figure out how to turn their brightness up over the phone for the next few minutes and then not listening to my directions, but instead fumbling with the phone wildly. MW. I can't get this stupid thing to work. I'm on my way back. I'm coming to your office. I have to take this call. Me. I'm really sorry. I'm actually not in the office right now. I'm working from home on a few different projects. Let's start over and we can get it sorted, I'm sure. MW. How far away are you? Me. Sorry? At this point, I'm thinking maybe they didn't hear I was working from home. MW. How far away are you from company? Where do you live? Me. Um, about 25 to 30 minutes. I live outside of town, next town over. Fear begins to set in. MW. Okay, send me your address. I'll just come to you. I have to be able to work from this. At this point, I was silent for a couple seconds, processing the fact that this person is really asking to drive to my home, which would be almost 30 minutes one way, just so I could help them turn up their phone brightness. Me. I understand you need your phone, but like I said, I'm working at home right now. If you could just get to a place you could see your screen a little better, this will be no problem. MW. F it. I'll ask someone else for help. Click. 
I just sighed and went back to my project. It never ceases to amaze me how no matter how much people claim they need you to help them, then they won't listen to what you say when you're trying to. Hope you guys get a little enjoyment from my story. Yeah, that's pretty brazen, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have somebody come to my house from work. No way in hell. I don't care if I'm, you know, on the clock or not. I can help you over the phone. You don't want it, that's on you. But you're not coming to my house. No bus to the 18th hole. So a user called to complain that a personal email he gets from his golf club had a link in it. And when he clicked that link, it didn't work because our firewall blocked it. And what was I going to do about it? I work for a company that runs the public transport network, by the way. So I replied that given we don't have a bus route that includes the 18th hole, I wasn't going to do anything about it. That's when I had the first inkling I might be in trouble. He says, I don't want to pull rank, but... And he proceeds to tell me that everyone checks personal email at work and he's been getting these golf club emails for a long time and he's not happy that this one is blocked. But I'm a slow learner and reiterate that it's not really worth looking into given it's not work related. Then I get the, what's your name? I'm going to take this higher speech. Turns out he's the guy in the big chair for one of our departments. So I wrote a full explanation email to my boss and now I'm waiting for the fallout. How entitled do you have to be though? The guy admits it's not work related, but he still wants me to sort it out. We're short staffed. I've got an inbox full of actual work to do, so I pushed back without knowing who I was talking to, and now I'm probably going to regret it. Oh well, c'est la vie. Oh, poor guy. He can't get his golf emails at work. Personal emails at work. And it's probably a somewhat sensitive network if they're planning public transportation routes, but whatever. Tech support during my dentist appointment. Today I went to the endodontist to get a root canal. As he was about to give me a numbing shot, he found out that the internet was down. He said, I can't do anything until the internet's back up. So I'm patiently waiting around for them to resolve the issue. I could hear they were trying to talk with IT support. After some time, I tell the dentist, I'm a software engineer, perhaps I can help? Sure. He shows me he had a server where he stores patient data. He had three patient rooms with computers connecting to this server. The internet wasn't really down. The clients just weren't able to connect to the server. He allowed me to touch the computers. I checked and was able to successfully ping the server from the client computers. So what's going on? I watched the IT person remotely try to use the software. I noticed they're trying to connect to it using a domain name. I check. Is the domain pointing to the right IP? No, it isn't. I get the software to connect to the IP. This works. The doctor happily thanks me and gives me the numbing shot. Then a minute later, the software stops using the IP. Something in it remembered the old server name. They went back to their IT guy trying to fix it. With my numbed mouth, I went ahead and just updated the host file on all the computers to point the domain to the IP number. This worked. They did the root canal. The dentist thanked me, said he was going to close for the day if not for me. They didn't charge me the $250 copay for the root canal. I left a note for the IT guy that was supposed to come the next day about what I did and my suggestions about what he should do next. Wish every issue in life was this simple to resolve. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you were there. Uh, good timing. And barter is alive and well. A lot of people don't realize you can actually barter for a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, you don't want to barter for stuff that you either don't need or isn't useful to you or you don't want. You know, I get that. But if you run into somebody that does something, a service that you need or has a product that you need or want, and you can provide them an equal value service, um, I see nothing wrong with bartering and trading. I do it all the time for my business and uh, it works out great. How about you guys? Do you barter for anything in your line of work? Like, you know, do you do computer services for 
I don't know, some lady down the road who sells eggs from her personal little polka-dotted chickens or something, uh, let me know in the comments down below. Sometimes the mouse is actually broken. I'm not actually tech support, but the on-site de facto support for a small business. During a spell of working a ridiculous number of hours when I'm exhausted and operating on caffeine alone, a user tells me their wired mouse is misbehaving. One example being when they select a group of cells in Excel, the mouse is shooting off and selecting more cells or deselecting everything. Simple hardware issues normally fall to me because it's quicker than phoning our actual support and we still pay for hardware replacements such as a mouse. After reading so many stories on here about wireless devices causing these problems, I leap in thinking a user has plugged in a wireless device and I will solve this problem in minutes and it will look impressive. Knowing that this PC has a PS2 mouse and keyboard, I look into Device Manager to find a USB wireless mouse and find it. I'm already onto the solution. I get behind the PC looking for a wireless dongle and can't find it. I check the USB hub and still can't find it. I run every single USB cable coming off the PC to check it's not the problem. Then I find the USB wired mouse. I check the PS2 mouse port and it has no mouse plugged in. I check the device manager and the USB mouse I thought was wireless is actually listed as wired. In my tired state, looking for something I expected to see, I misread the wired mouse. Swap the mouse out with the one from my PC and the mouse is still playing up on my PC and the mouse from my PC is working perfectly on the one I'm working on. Leave the user with my mouse and order a new mouse. Guess this is a lesson on skipping the obvious. Funny thing. As I was reading this story, actually it started right just as I was switching from my commentary on the last story to starting to read this story, uh, my keyboard decided to crap out. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, my mouse works fine. The keyboard, however, I have a uh, hotkeys program, the up and down arrow keys to go slides and then the left and right arrow keys go between camera, you guys, and the stories, the written printed stories. And, uh, yeah. At, at best, they're extremely delayed. I have unplugged it, let it sit for a minute, plug it back in, nothing. I don't even know what to do at this point. Um, it sort of gives me fits. So, that's something new. I don't have anything new plugged in. The only thing I will say is, uh, the only real difference is, is the camera's plugged into a hub. But that shouldn't, that shouldn't affect anything. I don't think anyway. I don't know. Oh well. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be something painfully obvious, just like this story. Too damn early for an emergency. It was my turn to be on call that week. Sunday evening, I made sure to get to sleep at a reasonable hour so I'd be ready for Monday morning. Monday morning is here and my alarm goes off. I hit the snooze and get some shut-eye for a few more minutes with the cat staring at me and walking all over me. Don't have to be up for another hour yet. Then I hear something else that's a bit too foreign for my sleepy self. It's not an alarm, and it's not my usual ringtone. I wake up and look over, and it's a call from the emergency line. I clear my throat. Me. Uh, hello, this is me. Emily. Hi, this is Emily. I need some help. I can't get into the remote desktop. Me. Is this for your computer in the office or the server? I ask because I'm still trying to wake myself up and want a few more minutes to open my eyes, but I already know the answer. Emily. Server. Me. What's the error? Emily, it says the remote server can't be found. That got me awake. Never heard that one before because this is for a cluster of servers, not just one. So this could be major. Me. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Trying to think of what's the first troubleshooting step to try while still trying to come out of a daze. Me. 
Okay, well let me grab my laptop and I'll remote into your computer. I smack my face a few times while logging in to wake up some more. Me. Okay, what's the name of your laptop? Should be a label on the front of the laptop that says RDT3-something. Emily, it's Adele. Me. Okay, that's good to know. There should be a label on the laptop somewhere that says RDT3-something. Can you find that for me? Emily. RDT3-GJRBES. I find her laptop and it's grayed out. So I refresh, but still grayed out. Me. Uh, Emily. The laptop's connected to the internet, right? Emily. Oh, it's not. Yeah, that would do it, huh? Hee <laughs> Yeah, hee hee. I'm not a morning person, but I fake it as best I can. Me. Ha, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I'll stay on to make sure you can get logged in. And to make sure this isn't an actual bigger emergency and so I can make some more overtime for my trouble. Emily. Alright, I'm all good to go. Thanks for the help. Click. Okay, people. Rule number one. Before you start calling people who are on call to help you with your problems, why don't you check some basic stuff like, is the internet on? Are you connected to the internet? Things like that. You know, is it plugged in? Did you try turning it off and on again? I don't know. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.